Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I'm the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. Uh, we have been sitting around in the studio right now, and today is Paul Freakout Day. And so I've been antsy about everything. I tried, uh, my, my second monitor didn't work, so it's hard to see the production notes. And I had problems, the microphones failed like literally a minute before I was ready to start the show. I had to redo everything with the mics. And then there was a clock that was going tick, tick, tick. And I was like, it. so I, I got that one completely out of the room. And then right before I hit record, I hear another clock in the room. I'm like, oh, but then the best part of all of it is his radio voice. Yeah, his came, radio voice just like, took over. Yep. Bam, radio voice. I was like freaking out and I was looking like a, a long-tailed cat in a rocking chair convention. And then all of a sudden I hit record and then welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. That just happened and now I a feel a little bit A long-tailed cat? Yeah. <laughs> I heard nothing after that, by and the a, way. In a rocking chair contest. Yeah. Because the cat's He's got a long a tail on and they edge. rock. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> I get that it. That was me. That's that his, was me. I've never in my entire years heard that well welcome to old school yes that's yes, phenomenal I like to be your your conduit of old colloquialisms which would have been a great bless you word of the week but but our actual word of the week this week is illicit and i've been forgetting to tell Ooh. people what the word of the week is all about the word of the week is a chance for you to get bonus points so if you want some bonus points use the word of the week in your conversation give yourself 10 bonus points for every time you use it correctly I'm going to let you be the judge whether or not you're abusing, you know, the the word and if it's really legitimate use. But email me with your bonus points and the person who gets the most bonus points this week that this show airs from from the time this show airs until the next show comes out, the person who emails me with the most bonus points gets a prize to be determined later. You know what's hysterical? Tell me. The real reason be behind the word of the week uh, yeah. is that I have a small vocabulary and <laughs> Paul loves big words. And so he's teaching me and all of you as well, if you're a little word, easy for me to say, a little word girl like me, you're learning a lot. And I am. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. Because Christina's taking classes because she claims to have a small vocabulary, Shh. but she's working on school. Try reading some of these textbooks. Yeah. I'll tell you how so small I'll get, like, my vocabulary is. So I'll screenshots and it'd be like, what the crud is this? I'm like, oh, these are great words. So we decided to put the word of the weekend. Plus also, here's the thing. This is what really sold it for me. As I drive, I make things up in my, I think that's when I process and I, I get creative as I'm driving down the road. And so I was driving down the road to something with my wife and she's taking notes about the show when we're trying to create this show. And I was like, word of the week. The initials that are, wow, it's the big word of the week. It's the big wow. So here's your big wow, it's illicit. And illicit means to evoke or draw something out. So I was thinking about trying to elicit responses from people and uh, I just thought, you know what? Illicit is a great word of the week for this week. So there you go, yes. use it in uh, sentences, send in your results. And you can send those to info at messituppodcast.com or if you wanna get it straight to my inbox, it's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Or bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. It's so fantastic that we have all these emails and things. I love it. Uh, while we're talking about the, uh, the internet world, we are out there on the social uh, doing Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So check us out there. Use the hashtag TuneInTuesday 
and uh, that's always fun as well. First person that uses TuneIn Tuesday uh, on this show, when this show airs, um, I will uh, give you a $5 Starbucks gift card for using hashtag TuneIn Tuesday. I'll send it to you in an email, uh, so you don't even have to be here in Ridgecrest. But if you're here in Ridgecrest, I'll buy you your coffee right there at Starbucks. I'm about to faint, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm cheap? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am I was super like, cheap. I'm sitting here in pure silence, just staring. I just, it, Brian Hurst is out there somewhere uh, in, in New Mexico, and he's listening, and he knows, Brian, right now, you just look at everybody around you and tell them what rule number one is. He's telling people right now, rule number one, Paul is cheap. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the basic rule of life is that I'm cheap. So, yes, I am willing to spend money on you, dear listeners, just to, to spread the word. So thanks for uh, for being you. Uh, but anyhow, I'm thinking about Elicit, and I was, um, I was thinking about the idea of prayer. Hmm. And lately, my prayer life has been weak. Uh, I believe in prayer. I participate in prayer. I like to have people pray for me, and I love to pray for people. I have seen prayers answered in yeah. big ways. For my friends, prayers that I've prayed and prayers that have been prayed about me, I've seen those been, be answered. So I, I trust prayer. But lately, I've been just a little bit uh, lazy in my prayer life. And I've been trying to figure out why it is that I just can't seem to get the gumption to spend the time in prayer that I used to spend. And I, I, I need to fix that. And as I was analyzing it, I'm, I get a little overanalytical. I get a little bit too scientific. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I'm the nerdy guy, the bow tie guy, uh, with the glasses and, uh, you know, a little beard thing happening. And I was wondering to myself, okay, God is God. Yep. No problem with that. Right. God made it all. I have no problem with that. God gets it all. No problem with that. God can do everything. No problem with that. Why do I need to tell God what to do with my prayer? What's up with that? And it makes me feel lazy and insignificant. It makes me feel teeny tiny, Paul. Hmm. Instead of great, big, powerful, move the mountains with the faith of a mustard seed. Right. Paul. Um, so I'm trying to think to myself, how do I elicit the response out of God? And how does God elicit that response out of me? Now, on the radio, I heard it put forth by a person, uh, and I can't remember who was saying it, but the idea that God can do anything, mm -hmm. but he waits on our prayer in order to act. Even if it's his will, he doesn't force his will until we request that will. And I got locked into a, a, a brain freeze on that one and it just, it messed me up. And I thought, you know what? If it messes me up this much, I'm gonna talk to Siri and tell her to remind me to talk about it on the, uh, the podcast. So here we are. Here we so, are. Uh, and, and here's the thing I love about the podcast. I always ask Christina, I say, hey, you want to see the production notes beforehand? And she's like, nope. And then I'll say, hey, you want to start the show without production notes and just go for it? And she's like, nope. So that's why you got my radio voice. But I'm curious, just what's, what are your thoughts on, and by the way, people, you know those email addresses, send us your thoughts on, on, on this topic. I'm curious. I'm, I'm genuinely wanting to know. So is the question, why do we pray? Or that what's the purpose of prayer? How does it work? Why, why does God need me to pray? Why should I be praying? If God is God, God can do everything. God made this before I was born and before I started asking. So what's the deal? 
I always try to relate it because I'm God's child, right? Sure. And I have children. Mm-hmm. God's so grandchildren, if I, you will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or his children. children. Mm-hmm. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> How does that? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I, what, what do I even say after that, Paul? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to sit right. here. Zip it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> away the so I know Roman has to eat, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to force him to eat. He's a normal child. He likes to eat. He likes food. He'll come up. I'm not a, I'm not a routine person. I don't, you know, put my, my desires for his eating schedule upon him. Um, so I rely on him to ask me for food. You know, when he asks me, I'll recommend the things that are better for him. You know, he's on a macaroni and cheese kick. He would eat macaroni and cheese 24 seven. Lucas, if you're out there listening, he, you guys need yeah. to get together. But I'll be like, hey, wouldn't you like to have a salad or maybe a plum or, you know, because he'll eat a lot of things, but he requests the same thing, which isn't the best for him. Right. I think we're a lot like that. I think God knows what we need. He knows that we're hungry or he knows that we need, you know, to drink or rest or you know, whatever it is. Um, but he's not going to force himself on us. He's going to wait for us to come to him and say, hey, dad, I'm hungry. Feed me. And I take from that that you would fall on the non-predetermined side of the argument. I think there's there's free will. I don't think God has. I think God knows. I, it gets really sticky in my brain. Uh-huh. It's like cement on one side and... Other not fun, sticky stuff on the other side. That's all I'm going to say. You know, and so it's like, God is an all-knowing God, right? Mm -hmm. But he gave us free will for a reason, right? So what does that mean? I'm not God. My brain will explode if I try to figure it out. Right. Literally. It would probably pop. Right. Um, So I just go with God's there. He's guiding me. He knows what's going to happen. He knows my choice. He's infinite, right? Mm-hmm. Forward and backward, sideways, up and down, all everything. He's everywhere. Um, but he's not interfering. You know, he can and he does, but not with every little detail of our lives. Right. I think it's complex. And this is where I get, this is where I get, it messes me up. Is Overthink. You can't, and I hate to use the cliche, but we try to stuff God into our box. Mm-hmm. And that we understand, that I understand. Right. And he is not that shape. He is not that no. size. He's not that kind. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the timeline and the continuum. I don't understand the physics and the mechanics right. and the chemistry. I don't understand the metaphysics and the, the whatevers. Right. I don't get it. And so I do choose to look at it in a very similar way in that, I, I, the way it settled in my head was when I looked at my children. Yeah. I said, I have these desires for my children. Yeah. So my grandson, um, plays soccer and he was going to the soccer game this last weekend and forgot the cleats. Uh Oh, drive two hours out of town to the out of town game, get to the field, no cleats. 
So there's several things you can do to solve it. They could maybe borrow some, the coach had some extra, wrong size, wouldn't work. So his mom, my daughter, is nicer than I am. Now my desire was for him to play. Right. But I, 100%, would have let him sit on the sideline in his socks and watch the team struggle. Right. Because I knew in the future he wouldn't ever forget those shoes again. Right. Mom wanted him to be more successful, so she went and got him a second got pair of cleats. Pair, right. uh, to do that. We want, we have things, I have things that I want for my children. Right. I wanted them to go to school, but I didn't force them. When they came and asked me, I tried to make it possible for them. Same thing with the food. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to force you to do stuff, but I will let you also live with the consequences. And I feel that God, that's kind of the way it works for me is God has these desires that he wants for me. These, this grand vision, this beautiful thing. Right. And I've got to get my mind wrapped around it so I can ask him for it. And that's where prayer is. And the thing that really made me, this click with me was this person said that prayer and then comma, our method of communication with God or something like that, conversation with God. And I thought, that is how God communicates with us. That's the back and forth with God is, is the prayer I speak and then I listen and I wait for the response. Now, God has not ever blessed me with audible response because it'd be too easy for me. Um, other people have heard a voice and I'm right. like, awesome for you, but I, I don't get that. I don't even expect it. Um, because I would be lazy. I'd just be like, all right, I'm just going to wait till I hear the guy. So I've got to be attentive. And I think that's God's point with it is people I don't want to do this for you. I want to provide it for you, but I want you to make use of it. I've given you the access. Now make use of it. Here's the library. You can read the books. I'm not going to read to you. It's not story time with God. It's just God's great library. Right. I'm stuck on your soccer analogy. Okay. Um, because I believe there's a difference in how God responds and he can respond both ways. He can respond the way that you would mm-hmm. of, Hey, you've got to learn this lesson right now. It's going to be a tough one, but I'm going to have to let you experience the uncomfortableness of, of what this is. And then there's the other side that mom did, which is show grace through that m- mistake and say, okay, I know that you messed up, but I'm here for you. Right. And here's the grace on your mistake. Yes. And here's another pair of shoes. And so, you know, I don't know how he determines one from the other. Sometimes you cook in a microwave. Sometimes you cook on the stove. Sometimes you put it in the oven and sometimes you eat sushi. I mean, it's, there's, there's all different things that you can do. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, and I need all those different things. I need the variety. Yeah. And, and just in this show, we did it. I was having my meltdown and I could have done it and you could have let me sit in it, which you were doing. But as soon as I turned the radio voice on, you laughed. And then all of a sudden it just snapped the mood and now I felt good. I was ready for it. So it's everywhere. It is. Um, well, no, please go ahead. Well, no, we can touch on it after we come back from the the song. The big so. The so what. That's the, the song so of the week. So what. what? Yeah. Um, which is another one of my cleverisms. Um, but this week, the song of the week was requested by listener Bev in California. And she wanted to hear the song Heaven on Earth by Stars Go Dim. So here it is. Give you a little snippet of it. We'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about this song. Take my life and let it 
Kevin on earth Like Kevin on earth I wanna wake, I wanna see All of the ways you're moving Show me the need Cause I wanna be Part of what you're doing You know I love the radio voice, and what I wanted to do is come back and say, and we're back! <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. But um, you kind of did, because you still did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when we do the song of the week, sometimes I have something that's like, okay, I want to talk about this in the song. Mm -hmm. But what's happening now, as I'm driving down the road doing things, I was thinking last night, I want to do this song again as a song of the week, because I didn't hear this. Even when we read this stuff, I, there's something else in the song I want to talk right. about. And I always, right. the songs hit me different, which is what I love about music and songs and words and poetry and verse is that it, it depending on where I am, what I'm doing and, and what's going on in my life at that moment, it can be a very different experience for me, mm -hmm. even though it's the exact same input. Absolutely. And, and this song here that was sent in, the thing that is resonating with me the most is just this one line. I want to be a part of what you're doing. Right. And when I pray at night, I, 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 I've been feeling very lost of late and confused, just turmoil around me. And we talked a few months ago about being in the middle of the eye of the storm. And, and I feel like I'm doing that, but I feel like I'm feeling those things and it's, it's getting rough and I don't know what's going on. And, right. and maybe it's because I've been letting my prayer life diminish that I'm getting out of that eye. So maybe I need to chase that, but I've just been praying, God, please help me find what it is that I need to be doing tomorrow. Let me do that thing that you have for me. Let me not feel lost. Let me not feel wandery. Let me not feel useless or unpurposeful and, mm. and not useless because I have use. I have purpose. Right. Let me find what that your vision for me for this day. Right. Let me find what that is because I feel I know the grand vision, but uh -oh. This day. You better watch out saying that. What am I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm doing the grand vision. I feel the prison ministry and I feel writing and I feel doing the podcast and, and I've had other podcasts come to my mind. I just say that because every time I get into that mindset, God's like, ha ha. <laughs> you have no idea, child. You yeah. are so narrow minded. Yes. If you could just see. 
Yes. So is, much more ahead than that just that. That is a great point. So you might absolutely be where God wants you to be, but there's just so much more ahead of you that you couldn't even fathom. Here's the thing. I can't think of any time that I wanted something for my children or that was the end of the line. Right. Absolutely. Move through this to go somewhere else and, and get this. Maybe you take it with you. Yeah. You know, maybe you're collecting in a basket. Maybe you're just running through and seeing it like on a train. Right. But yeah, it's never like, I want you to go there, stop and be done. Well, that's like, I look back at my schooling that I've had, you know, I've got an undergrad in accounting. I've got a master's in business, got some health services stuff. And now I'm going for my biblical counseling degree. And so I look back and it's like, man, why did I get all that stuff? Why did I, you know, what a waste. And then I was like, not if I have my own business, not if I run my own transitional housing unit, not if, you know, all of that, God sees so much more than I could ever dream of. Mm-hmm. So instead of stop, you know, I've got to stop myself from saying anything in my past was a waste because God redeems and glorifies everything to his purpose. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Sure. It's all part of the sum. It is. And one of the things I love about this song is where it says, help me move when I should move. Help me rest when I should rest. Help me give when I should give all of me and nothing less. I guess I did need this song. (laughs) (laughs) As you were saying that, I was like, oh, look at that. And even after that, you know, help me speak with grace and truth. That one's tough on me sometimes. Yeah, help me fight Which for part? those. <laughs> yes. No. Well, it depends on how you look at the truth part. You know, do I always speak in God's truth? Do I always speak with grace? You know, it might be a truth in my life, but is that underlying truth of who God is or representing him fully? Not not even close. No, not for me. Yeah. You know, and then um, help me fight for those who can't. Help me love the way you love. Never holding nothing back. Yeah, that'd be great if I could do all that. Yeah. But it's a beautiful prayer. Yes, it is. Is what I got. It's a beautiful prayer. I was like, wow, we're speaking on prayer, and then we look at this. You are so good at what you do. He is, isn't he? (laughs) And so I was like, wow. You know, God knows our hearts, He knows what we want, He knows where we're at. Yeah, what I need right now. But I've got to bring that to Him and show my desire and my willingness, you know, kind of reminds me of my son wants to wrestle. And so I was like, okay, you, you do it. You let me know what I need to sign, what I need to, you know, where you need to be as far as transportation. Outside of that, you fill out the paperwork, you contact the coach, you figure it out. Like I'm here for you, but you do this. I feel God has that same that same understanding, like you got to get out of the Pope, Peter, in order to walk on the water. It's the one thing that always sticks in my head. Whereas we have to wait, I feel, I have to wait for instruction. You know, I don't want to just be willy-nilly diving right. into the ocean and, you know, hey, Jesus, I dove, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Um, so there's got to be that relationship with him. But I have to act on that faith and not just sit in the boat. Yeah. 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 That's tricky. And the thought I had before the break on prayer is something that I've heard a lot of. And 
I don't know where I'm at with it. So it'll be interesting to see what you feel on the subject. Cause it's this been- is why I love that this is an audio podcast because you can't see the facial recognition. It'd be great. I would have cameras on us and just watch like, oh, look at the shock on him. <laughs> I have heard a lot about the right and wrong ways to pray. Okay. What you need to say, so what you can't you say. Peoples. Okay, just, just so in conversation. In conversation, okay. having conversation with this person who had a conversation with this person who had a, you know, it goes on and on and on. Right. People all have, I have found over the last six years of walking with Christ that everybody has an interpretation of what prayer should look like. The only one I've ever heard that is 100% accurate is, well, go to the Lord's Prayer. Jesus taught us how to pray. You know, if you really want to know how to go pray, go break Mm -hmm. down that prayer and see what it looks like. Outside of that, you know, I don't ever, and like I said, I always dumb it down to my kids and I'm, I'm far from God, but I need a simplified version of way my brain understands it. Mm -hmm. You know, do I want my son coming up, you know, yelling and raging at me that something went wrong and using profanity and cuss words? Absolutely not. You know, do you come to God with a reverence? You do, but not like, oh, holy, you know, I'm not a, a, a canned prayer. Right. Um, some people are. There are certain denominations that absolutely believe in, in that. And I have, I have um, a friend who does that, and I asked him specifically about that, and he said the surety and the consistency of that same exact prayer gives him rest. Right. Because he knows, I don't have to, to fight for this. This I can count on these right. words. Yeah. And, and so who am I to say, God doesn't like that. You have to pray like this or God, you know, my big thing is God doesn't want my emotion of, you know, whether I'm angry at something or whether, you know, I, I wish he would take care of a situation for me. Like I heard basically God doesn't want the rawness of my emotions. He wants everything pretty. And that's how I should present it to him. God, I'm really struggling internally with this issue. Oh, but I trust you in it. And I know you are working. That's not how I pray. No. God, this sucks. Yes. You know, it hurts. I don't like it. I, I wish that person wouldn't do that. I wish that their heart wasn't so bitter and that you would intercede and do something about it. You know, and to me, that's, that's me talking to my daddy, you know, that's me just laying it down going, I'm safe here. God knows my heart anyway, you know, but I'm bringing it to his lap. I'm bringing it to him. You know, if I was going to you, Paul and saying, you know what, this person deserves this and this person needs this and this and this and this, that's gossip. Yeah. But apparently I've got some mail too. Nice. Yeah. But if I bring it to God. You know what I look at as a, a model for my prayer mm-hmm. is David and the Psalms. Because David goes ape. And he'll do that. He'll be like, God, everything sucks. This is horrible. The word is the worst. And then he brings back in, but and he kind of talks himself off the ledge. And that's the way I usually go in. I go in hot. And when I hear it, it calms me down. I'm a little bit of a David. I agree. Completely. 
Absolutely. If you could have seen her, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep talking because right now she's having a, a conniption fit and I don't even know what that is, but she's having <laughs> one of them. And if I keep talking, she can't tell me how wrong I am. Well, I had a discussion with some people about something that was basically to that point of, you know, hey, I'm praying for this. I'm, I'm going to God with this mindset. In the end, I trust God to handle it. That's why I'm bringing it to him. Um, I might ask for, you know, 50 silver moons to fall out of the sky in my lap. That doesn't mean that God's going to give it to me or that it's the best thing for me or anybody else that's around me. You know, mm-hmm. no one wants to die under a silver moon falling from the sky. Pretty random, but I like to use things that never could in a million years happen. Um, so I was basically told that, oh, no, no, that only applies to David. Oh. And being able to do that because of his situational, um, you know, he, he was fighting for Israel. He was, uh, and do I think that's quote unquote, maybe theologically correct? I don't feel it's human to Christina. Correct. Yeah. And so I struggle with people telling me how to talk to my dad, I guess. Yeah. And for me, um, yeah, David was a man after God's own heart, but I I don't think that they would have gone to the trouble of recording all this if it didn't matter. And if it didn't apply to me, it wouldn't matter. So because it's there, mm-hmm. that must mean it matters. And because it matters, that must mean that it applies to me. So I should be taking this and applying it. To myself. So I'm in hermeneutics right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to take that, but for me, it was going to be his menudics. <laughs> right. But I'm Hey. So it's, it's basically right. The interpretation of the Bible. There's, there's a three part something or another I'm learning about. Um, to where you base what you know currently how you interpret what was being said and you take all you know the historical background literary um there's one other piece i can't forget oh theology you wrap those into how you present that material today okay so you have to consider how where david was at when he wrote it what language was used what literary style what theological message he was trying to portray and see if that was more of a well, that was where he was at then. Not everything applies to my feelings today. And I hear that a lot in the theology realm of, you know, look at the Bible, it's a book mm-hmm. and an instruction manual, but only this part and you can't really use these parts. Right. It's difficult for me, honestly. I cannot wait for the counseling portion of my degree to happen. So you can get done with this. Because all this Bible-y stuff, like I love the Bible, but my viewpoint is it is a love letter to us about Jesus. And it, it shows the love of a father making the ultimate sacrifice for me. And I can't put schooling into that as far as an outline and you know it's just so much more feely for me just as a person and so it's a struggle when it gets to me where I'm focusing too much on the academic side of the Bible 
That's that, the word I was trying to find. Thanks, welcome. Paul. Yeah. When, it, <laughs> when it gets to that, what I see is I see the rabbis and their people sitting around in their robes and their beards, scratching themselves and wiping off gnats because they're just getting into this thing. And oh, okay, well now we need to make another law. And that didn't work. That approach didn't work. And Jesus came because that approach wasn't working. And it's so easy to do that. It doesn't take long for us to forget the mistakes of the last generation. You're so profound right now. I can't even hold it in. No, that's so true. That is so true. And it's so funny because I opened my Bible today to Matthew something or another. And it was prayer. So it's funny that we are talking about this today because God has a sense of humor, but it was talking about praying in front of everybody, showing your faith, whereas it's those quiet times with God Mm -hmm. in prayer. It's not the standing in front of people reading your prayer. Yeah. It's the behind the scenes. And you might be reading that same prayer behind the scenes, but it's so much more personal. Yeah. And that's what God wants out of prayer, I think is that personal, quiet touch. Yeah, and it looks different for different people. Yes. My grandson and I were talking about prayer, and I'm a guy, I'm an anti, let's cram as many different names or repetitive names of God as I can into the prayer prayer person. I just, when people do that, right. I have a tendency of stopping listening to the prayer and just counting where we are on, oh, hey, we just hit 30, okay. So I was talking to my grandson because he has a tendency of doing that, and he's, he's young, he was, he was eight when we had this conversation. He said, yeah. Papa, that's me reminding myself that God is God. Ooh. Uh-huh. Got messed up by an that was. I love when that yes, happens. Yes, yes. And so I was like, I'm down. Yeah. That's cool. That works for me. And I just have to share a cute little story about my son. And I'm, I feel a little braggadocious when I share this because he's just that amazing of a four-year-old. Um, I am biased. He is mine. But I was having a not-so-pleasant morning the other morning and I've got tears in my eyes and I'm sitting in my office and I'm staring out the the window and he comes in and he puts his hand on my arm and he's like, mom, I know you have a lot of big emotions going on. Mm -hmm. And I turn and I look at him. He's like, it can be overwhelming. But God makes everything better. Ah, uh, Roman. I, li- Paul, I literally was like, how small is my problem right now? Yep. yep. I just got schooled by a four-year-old. Yep. And. No problem melter God. I was, I mean, A, I'm proud of the fact that my son listens when I, because when he's throwing a tantrum or freaking out, I try to explain that to him. I know you've got a lot of big emotions going on. I know they can be scary. They can be overwhelming. I understand that. I'm here, you know? And um, I don't think I've ever brought God into that scenario though. And so for him and his four-year-old brain to connect what I tell him and bring God into it. Pretty cool. That's God. Thank you, God. Yeah. Thank you, God. Speaking of thank you, thank you listeners for your patience. We have gone over our uh, our target time. Uh, so um, I apologize That's, for that. 
making up for being a little late. Yeah, um, yeah. Posting yeah, the we're podcast you extra. This, yes. this is the uh, the new improved version of the Messed Up podcast. We are at some point. Biker Chick and I are going to get our acts together at the same time and get ourselves ahead of the game so that we're not falling behind on the podcast. But until then, we know you love us. We know you love the podcast. And so we're okay with that. Please, if you do love the podcast, share it with people. If you don't, tell someone, hey, listen to this garbage podcast. You won't believe how... It's fine either way. I I don't mind. We just want people to be hearing it and and getting it out there. Um, If you agree with us, that's awesome. Send us an email. Let us know. More importantly, if you disagree, if we've said something and you're like, it rubs you wrong, do what we do. Let us know. Let's have a conversation. We can have you on the show. We can talk about it and, and hear your feelings or send us an email and we can read it. Um, but we want to know. We're here for a conversation. We're here to take messes, turn them into messages. My mess this week was my prayer life. Mm. And the message came out of that song, came out of Christina's mouth, came out of Roman's four-year-old brain to my heart. So... Please don't spit on my microphone, woman. <laughs> so, I'm not. Yeah. So, I just swallowed really loudly, and I was oh, like, oh, no, the there's gold, a big the microphone gold, right yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, please email us at yes. uh, info at messituppodcast.com or bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And, of course, there's a bow tie guy at messituppodcast.com. Use that hashtag, tune in Tuesday. And uh, the first person that I see using that hashtag will get a uh, $5 Starbucks gift card in the email. And uh, thank you so much. If you've got a mess that could be on the show, we want to take your mess and turn it into a message. Send us an email about it so we can get in touch with you. But until then, keep on keeping on. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.